Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Ankrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the name. He doesn't need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic. Unlike everybody else alone In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know But no, he knows the code It's not about the salary It's all about reality and making some noise Making a story hey, Michigan tight ends in the ballgame They handed to Corum again and makes the cut First down Spinston scores Blake Corum puts Michigan on top In overtime It was just old-school determination on the ground. Blake Corum, another touchdown to break the Michigan all-time rushing touchdown record. And what a way to... That's Williams in motion. Low snap. Melrose stops. Michigan makes a stand and comes up with a milestone playoff victory. Most popular man in Pasadena right now. Maybe the Mason Blue faithful. Like, how do you put into words the moment that you just put together for Michigan football history? Oh, man, uh, maybe it was legendary, but next week's going to be legendary. But I'm just so thankful for all the fans. I'm thankful for my teammates. You know, everything we've been through, you know, showed today. And uh, we stood together, stood tall, and uh, able to get the job done. You've been through a lot. This team's been through a lot. You guys have been in, these, in this spot before in the national semifinal to get it done. How much will you reflect on those moments that made you tougher to get here? You know, I'll definitely reflect on it. You know, I've been, it's been a long journey. You know, I've been playing this game since six, and, uh, you know, it's been a heck of a journey. But, uh, you know, shout out to the University of Michigan. I can't thank the university enough. can't thank my teammates enough. Uh, just blessed. You do realize that run that you made in overtime. I asked JJ, he goes, I was just surprised he didn't go down. But then again, that's just Blake. I mean, that is a play young football fans will look at for years and years to come, man. What kept you going? What kept those feet moving? You know, in the, the weight room. The weight room, uh, you know, what Coach Herb, uh, you know, puts us through. You know, uh, balance work, low center of gravity, squats, you know, you name it. It was uh, all the work that we put in, and uh, it showed when, it, when we needed it to count. Special stuff, man. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Thanks Thank for stopping, Blake. That is Blake Corum, who set a Michigan rushing TD mark in the Rose Bowl game, and now it's on to Houston. So congratulations to the Wolverines and to the Huskies of Washington knocking off the Texas Longhorns, which... I'm sure did not break the hearts of a lot of folks around here. Unless, of course, you're having to be a Texas fan. So, welcome back. Hour two. we got a busy one. We're going to talk about what's going on in Fayetteville with the Razorbacks and our Red-White Report. Matt Zimmerman will join us in mere moments. Clint Sterner at the bottom of the hour and Eli Crane will round it out. So, it's going to be a busy, busy second hour today. So, let's get to it as uh, some movement happening in Fayetteville as far as the players go related to football. Basketball, everybody's still there. But, you know. Hogs have wrapped it up as far as non-con, so let's get into all that right now. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires, with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. This should really be the black and gold report because this is more of a UCF story than an Arkansas story because we knew K.J. Jefferson was leaving, but for those who are wondering where he ended up, I think most of us were just saying, please don't go to another SEC school because I don't want to see Arkansas try to tackle him next year. And they won't have to unless maybe they meet in a bowl game because, well, he's going to go to UCF. So he's going from the SEC to the Big 12, and we'll see how he and Gus Malzahn gel together. Also got news that Snacks Johnson is coming back, redshirt junior with two... uh, Two years left for Arkansas. Doesn't mean it'll be beer for both years, but he will beer for next year, it appears. So that's good news. And then, as Coach Conk pointed out earlier, Antonio Greer's announced that he is moving on, not to another school, but to the NFL. Arkansas has zero production now coming back at linebacker next season, Christian. So we may have... Brad Spence, something. We may have to... Uh, 
get David Basil in fighting shape. Maybe old Ricky Williams, his old teammate. Where's Sam Elijah when I need him? But I think it's, I don't know, I read that uh, as far as the tackles at the linebacker position, that was it. But maybe not. You could be right. Spence didn't play a ton. I think he had a pick six. At okay. Did he, maybe he didn't have any tackles. He did not. Uh, Basketball-wise, we're going to transition to that now because we've got Coach standing by. Keon Manyfield, who was a late addition to the basketball team, and thank God, just in time, named the SEC Player of the Week. 32 points in the win over Wilmington over the weekend for Arkansas as the Hogs go over 100, 106 to 90. And Arkansas is one of the top teams in the country going over the expected line from the odds makers. And I'm sure that's not making Coach real happy. He has hung his hat on the defensive end. But if you win it 106 to 90 or you win it 65 to 62, it still counts the same. It's a win. Arkansas shot 54% in the second half. Didn't shoot it great from outside, but a good day for the player of the week. 3 of 7 from 3. He was 13 of 17 at the line. He drew 9 fouls. He had 5 assists. Had a big day. And how about Devo? His best game of the year. 5 out of 7. He had 6 rebounds with 14 points. He had 6 assists in the game as Arkansas rolls it up and wins over a very good Wilmington team that beat uh, Kentucky earlier this season. On to SEC play now, and that's what I wanted to bring Coach Zimmerman in to get his thoughts on the non-conference schedule, kind of put a bow on it. And appreciate you, Coach, coming on on short notice on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. How are you? Oh, great, Justin. Happy New Year, man. 2024 It's a beautiful thing. we got beautiful weather in Fayetteville. It's a little cold, but uh, it sure is nice. And the, as you said, non-conference behind us, Hogs 9-4, and 7-1 and one at, uh, at home, and 2-3 and three neutral. Hogs are 9-4, and four, and it's SEC time. Well, it seemed like uh, we were just talking about Menifee, Coach. He was exactly what Arkansas needed. They were looking for – it looked like a guy that uh, – I don't know. It seems like there was a little discombobulation to me, a lot of guys playing as individuals, not necessarily in a, as a cohesive unit. And I know he was talking about taking what came to him, and obviously he got a lot of things that came to him the other day. How big of a key do you think he'll be going forward, and how much difference does he – do you think the team – how much different do you think the team will look with him in the mix going forward too? I'm like everyone else. I'm pretty caught up with him, you know, and, and how well he is doing. And you can kind of see it in the summer, what he brought to the team. Just kind of could. Now, this is, you know, Coach is not a big scrimmage guy, so it's not like you go up there and see all these, you know, him going against Devo or him going against Battle and, and seeing all this stuff. But as you pick things out through all the drill work and through the scout teamwork as they get into the fall, you can see he was kind of the guy that was the floor general, the best point guard of all the guys, and the guy that would kind of, could kind of stir the drink the best. Right. But then he was ineligible. And so when that news hit, you know, I don't know, it was about July, then you were like, well, shoot, that that, that kind of hurts a little bit. And the Hogs, you know, that kind of led the Hogs to go get Denajay Harris, Chan Lawson, all kind of late because you knew you were going to have this scholarship. But now with NIL, you could do other things and uh, other ways that, you know, you can help student athletes get by. And so Arkansas is in a pretty good spot because now basically you got 14 guys that, were recruited uh, scholarship guys to come here, and he getting eligible was exactly as you said what the team needed. The only that yeah, it'd be nice to have a a seven foot low post guy that could you know was getting a double double every game. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we needed a point guard more than we needed a big man. Well, how about and a... we've got a ton of a ton of other guys in between. So getting him eligible that happening in December was big. No doubt. How about a 6'11 guy that can score it in Jalen Graham and, and a big performance from him the other day. 16 yeah. points coach and you know we, we've seen him explode offensively before but the big thing we've heard about from Coach Musselman over the couple of years he's been there is where's the defense where's the rebounding? Well he, he gave him six boards the other day in his 26 minutes and change on the floor right. so you got to be happy with that. Yeah absolutely and he's the best inside guy that we have that can score the basketball and really was last year too, mm-hmm. um, and Coach always talked about the defense, and, and I'm, the coach is the one that gets to make the decision to put him out there. So I'm sure that was his biggest beef. To me, it was a lot of times last year he had turnover issues, and when things would get going, he would just could not make a foul shot, you know. And he was, you know, last year here he went 13 of 35. You know, Justin, you left-handed, you might make 13 out of 35, right. and so. You know, he, he was shooting well below 40%. And I think every time Coach got confidence in him last year, he'd either turn the ball over 
or he'd go over two at the free throw line, and it was hard for Coach to continue to play him. Because you got to remember, you know, he had a game last year. He had 26 points in, in, in a ball game, mm-hmm. so he's had some really good games at Arkansas. But this year, he, he's shooting free throws way better. He seems to be more confident, more dialed in. He had a little hiccup when he had the great summer, the great fall. He was one of the guys Coach was bragging on nonstop, and then he got the hiccup, kind of getting banged up a little bit. And he missed four games with injury. He didn't even get on the plane to go to the Bahamas. He was not even with the team. Mm. And so coming out of the Bahamas, you don't know what Jalen Graham's future is as far as helping this basketball team. And he's gone back to what he was, the best inside scorer for this team. And, and he's doing well. His averages are going up every game. As you said, he's rebounding the ball better. He's much more active. His attitude has been outstanding, everything I've seen with it. And I think he's very, very determined to help Arkansas win. He's an old guy. This is a guy that's almost 23. I think he turns 23 during the season. He's an old player, and that's someone that can help Arkansas win a lot of games. Talking to Matt Zimmerman on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Um, do you see any effects, and you know this all too well, Coach, having been in the game as long as you have, with, with injury guys, a lot of times it's not always physical, it's more mental. Do you see any lingering uh, issues with Brazil, or you feel like he's full go and feels good? No, I, I have felt ever since uh, about October, going up and watching him, that he was pretty much full go. His surgery was in December of last year. He was he was almost t- over t- 10 and a half, 11 weeks from surgery at that time. And I, I felt like he's overcame that pretty good. He's just had some games where he's probably not been as aggressive as Coach Musselman would like him to be. And there's been games he hadn't shot as, as well. And then that's kind of impacted his defense. It's impacted his energy. It's impacted him. You know, he's, he's a guy that he can beat most players up the floor at his long size. And the way he can run, I mean, he, you know, I, I think he's a guy who should have three or four dunks every game and flying around. And, and also defensively, you can't shoot over him. And so he can really impact the game that way. Um, I just think he's had some games he hadn't played well. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten a lot of opportunities. Coach has given him 28 minutes a game. He has started every single game. And he's shooting it well. He's 44 of 88. And as uh, far as I know, 44 of 88 is 50%. Yeah. And that's pretty good. I'm no mathematician, and, uh, but that sounds right. That's not 44 of 88. Good, easy numbers right there. And, you know, and, he's, and he's shooting, I don't know about right now, but going into the last game, he was well over 40% from the three-point line. So he shot the ball pretty well. His free throws are okay. But there's times that he has struggled a little bit in the flow of the game. And uh, I think that he he could score inside. You know, he caught the ball the other day against Incarnate. And he drove with a right-hand dribble, strong to the basket, got hit, went through all that contact, powered up and scored. And I was like, man, we haven't seen that in a long time from him. We need that kind of aggressiveness from Brazil, for sure. No doubt. Let me ask you about Devo. We're biased to him. He comes on with us every year. This is his third year, I think, doing it, and we love having him on. And He's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He can do a little bit of whatever you need him to do. I mean, obviously, he's played point. He plays off the ball fine, too. 14 points, six boards, six assists, and three steals the other day. Can't complain a whole lot about the performance. What do you see for his role going forward with Minifield, you know, getting increased uh, opportunities? Just doing everything that he does. As you, as you said, personal be the guy that is the energy guy coming up with all the loose balls, making big baskets, get to the foul line, make your free throws. You know, there's so many things he can do. You know, this is a guy that is first year with two of 13 from the three-point line. And then last year, he made 47, 47 three-pointers last year after he made two as a freshman. <laughs> and it's not that the Hogs need him to, to make 60 or 70 threes this year, but, you know, he had not made a three-pointer since, like, the Thurman game, which was like December the 2nd, until the other day, and then he made three in a row right in front of Incarnate Word's bench, and he showed what he can do. Now, his three-point percentage is still at like 27 28% for this year, so that needs to rise up, but it was great to see him knock those three-pointers down. You could see his confidence go up, and you know I think he needs to be a guy that gets you 10 a game. He had dropped down to where he was getting you know, six, seven points a game, and now I think now he's at about seven and a half points a game. I think Bebo's a guy that, you know, should be able to get you about, you count on ten points a game from him and five rebounds and four assists and two steals and come up with loose balls. That's what you have to have out of him. He's another older guy, but he's been here. 
It's not like he's been here one year or been here two years. He's been mm-hmm. here four full seasons. Another kid about 22 years mm-hmm. old, older, experienced player. This is one of the oldest teams in college basketball, Justin. Hopefully that pays off as we get into this 18-game league race. And I'm not like, hey, I want to win the NCAA tournament. But I also like winning the SEC. And I, you know, all the people just write off conference. There's a reason you play 18 games in a conference. It's called a conference championship. Right. And uh, I, I think that we're not doing it just for, you know, hee-hee and ha-ha, are we? <laughs> and so let, let's, try to, let's try to see if we can go win this thing. And I think this team with this older bunch can, can be a factor in this race, be a big factor. Yeah. Not for craps and giggles, Coach. I see you working over there. We're talking to Matt Zimmerman. If you're just tuning in, you don't have to say it. I'll say it, Coach. It's okay. Uh, Ole Miss, the only undefeated team in the league, Coach, and, and they're obviously their ranking indicates their schedule has not been as strong as some others. No. Uh, you know, Coach Beard settling in over there. What do you think about mm-hmm. Ole Miss? And, and how about just give, give me the overview of the the SEC, I guess, in the non-conference from your perspective. Well, I love talking about the SEC, and I usually love the SEC. I think the SEC can have a little better – season. The SEC's been good, but, you know, we've not had a, a Final Four team since 2019. We haven't had an NCAA champion since 2012. Everybody in the in the whole southeastern part of the United States is about to is, is about to have a fit today because we're not going to have an SEC football champion. Mm. We always have the SEC, you know, the national champion coming from the SEC. And, we're, and we always have a national championship team in baseball, it seems like. But in basketball, you know, we're going on 11, 12 years without that. And I do think the league this year can make more noise in the NCAA tournament uh, and have more teams than other than just Razorbacks making a run. Ole Miss has been an impressive with that 13-0 and start. It really has been. They were not good last year. They were a bad basketball team. And give Chris Beard credit. They're not the best team in the world. Let me just tell you, they, they, they got a nice team. They got a lot of wins against Alabama State and Eastern Washington and Sam Houston, and that's great. But they also did beat Memphis, you know, and we unfortunately could not did not beat Memphis. Mm-hmm. And they beat Memphis at home, eighty to seventy seven. They beat NC State. They beat Central Florida. They beat the California Bears. You know, so they have also they mixed in three or four really good quality wins. And so I, I did get to see some of their stuff from their game against Bryant, uh, not Bryant High School, but <laughs> Bryant University. And they beat them by like 17 points uh, on Sunday. And so, you know, they, he's got them playing hard. He's got them believing. This guy can coach. Yeah, He's a good basketball coach. And he's got them believing. And it's nice in our league. But as far as the rest of the league, uh, there's been some good wins in our league, Justin. There's been some losses to Presbyterian and to Jackson State. And, you know, we lost to Greensboro and Kentucky lost to Wilmington. There's been some losses in our league that our league would definitely like to get back, which would would help our, our net a little bit, mm-hmm. which obviously is very important going in the NCAA. But um, South Carolina is another one. They were bad last year. They're 12-1. and one. Now, they, they haven't played as good a schedule as Ole Miss. Ole Miss' schedule, I think, has been decent, you know. But, but give South Carolina credit. You take the team they had last year, it didn't matter who they played. They weren't going to be 12-1. and one. So Lamont Parrish has done a good job there, kind of getting them going. Mississippi State isn't bad. You know, the teams I picked to win the league were Arkansas, uh, A&M, Tennessee, and Mississippi State. And Tennessee at times looked like a, a team that can compete for the national championship. And then the next game out, they'll score 40 points. <laughs> and they're a little bit different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kentucky, um, you know, the Kentucky's going to be good enough to beat you. I don't think this is a phenomenal – this is still not the Kentucky that we saw for about a, a dozen-year period under Coach Cal. It's kind of the same one we've seen the last three or four years. They're good enough to beat you. If you don't play well, they'll beat you. But uh, Kentucky's got has shown some warts. Uh, Florida has had their ups and downs, and uh, the same way with Georgia. So there's a lot of teams. The team to me that's uh, – you know, the teams at the bottom are LSU, Missouri, and Bandy. Mm. And those are the games last year. We lost some of those. And when we get to play the LSUs and the Missouris and the Vandys, uh, and we play two of those teams twice, LSU and Mizzou, mm. you know, ho- hopefully we can win all those. Yeah. And so um, that, that's nothing against those teams. Right. I, mean, I wish them all the best. But uh, the, fa- the fact is the fact. The fact has been November 
in December basketball, they struggled so far. Sure. I got a chance to see Missouri last weekend with uh, with UCA. Yeah. And, um, they played pretty good against UCA, didn't they? Yeah. No, Missouri played well. I, I mean, I, I, I still think that's a good matchup for Arkansas, though, in watching them. You know, and I obviously saw Oklahoma in the game before, a team that's already beaten Arkansas. But I think uh, – I, I didn't think a ton of Missouri, although they played well that particular day. Let's talk about yeah. Auburn. That's the one team we really haven't mentioned, Coach, and that's who Arkansas has got up first in Fayetteville. Ten and two, and, yeah. you know, they, they put a hundred on Indiana earlier this year. Yeah. Um, and their losses, I mean, they lost to App State, I guess, among uh, – I don't know who the – oh, the other one was at, out of the gate. They lost to Baylor. Baylor. Yep. Baylor, yeah. um, mm-hmm. So what do you think of Auburn, and how's that matchup work for Arkansas in the opener? I like Auburn. I think when when it's all said and done, Auburn's going to be one of those teams that you know. I don't, I'm not sure they can get be in the top four, but they're going to be awful hard to beat at their place. And the racetracks don't go to Auburn this year, so that's that's a plus in the scheduling column for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we went there last year and lost, and wasn't ever really close. That's a difficult place to play, and most years in the league since Bruce Pearl's done a good job there. Auburn has had some good teams throughout history, Charles Barkley and. You know Wesley Person, and they've had, but they've never been able to sustain good basketball more than three or four years at a time. Give, give Pearl credit; he has. He's kept them very well. They they're the last team to make the Final Four, 2019, the last conference team to go, and he has kept them very, very good. I think at the end of the day, they'll be they'll finish five or six in the league. They might finish the third or fourth if they really do well, because they have such a good home court advantage they have struggled on the road the last couple of years every year is different johnny brooms their best player the inside guy he averages 15 and 8 they got a kid jalen williams he's been playing since jalen williams at arkansas was playing. <laughs> he, he's been around a long time he's had his ups and downs all around and they got a good freshman guard number one hayden holloway so broom williams and holloway are, are their best players and they've gotten good mileage uh, going into year four with Chris Moore from West Memphis. Now, he's not their leading scorer or anything like that, but he starts for them. He's a role guy. He's a tough guy. He's not going to shoot. He's going to shoot about once or twice a game. And he's a tough guy and plays good defense. So we'll see Chris. He'll be wearing number five. And uh, Dylan Cardwell's still around, a big post guy. They usually bring him off the bench. And then one of the guys that everybody in our league, most fans in our league know, he likes to get after people. He's an aggressive player. Uh, he's active with the officials. He's active with the other team. He's active with his teammates. KD Johnson, and he is still there. He's a Jeez. good little tough, hard-nosed player. Yep. And uh, he's been around a long time. No doubt. He's kind of like Jalen Williams. He's been Jalen Williams is real quiet. You don't even know. You know, you don't see nothing out of Jalen Williams for them um, as far as like that. But just the opposite is his buddy that's been there a long time, KD. KD Johnson. You know, he's I, I like watching him play because he. He's so emotional. And yeah. He gets upset and he gets fiery, and but he's going to give max effort. I'm sure our fans and KD will have an entertaining time together oh. for two two and a half hours on Saturday. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, he was part of that uh, electrifying win by Arkansas over them a couple of years ago. I remember so. Yeah. He was. Well, Coach, he was. yeah, we got to run. I appreciate the time very, very much. Thanks for popping okay, on with us. Justin. And I look forward to the call. Right. Got a 1 o'clock tip on Saturday for Arkansas and Auburn. And Coach and Chuck will have the call, 1230 pregame. You guys have a blast, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Justin. Take All right. care. That's Coach Zeke, the man. Appreciate it. You can wager on Arkansas's game with Auburn. Don't know what the line will be. Certainly expect Arkansas to be favored by a few points in that one. At Oaklawn in Hot Springs. Oaklawn Sports is now offering a new way and an easy way to withdraw your balance straight to your bank account. And if you haven't checked it out yet, get on Oakland Sports. Go on the app or go to oaklawnsports.com. Some music coming up at Oakland in the Event Center as well. you got Sawyer Brown later this month, January 20th. Tickets at oakland.com for those. And 38 Special coming in on February 17th this year. Mainline Sports Bar is a great spot to watch the National Championship game next Monday. The full NFL slate this weekend with Saturday and Sunday games. It's a great place to hang out when there's live racing, which will also be going on Saturday and Sunday at Oakland. So strongly encourage you to check that out. And of course, during the week they've got great promotions. Our buddy Roger Scott does trivia down there on Thursday. you got karaoke on Friday. So all kinds of things that are a blast to do. And don't forget Oakland Anywhere, too, if you want to wager on some horse races. We were talking about that earlier. Smarty Jones was yesterday. And that uh, racing schedule obviously continuing this week. So, anyway, lots of fun things to do down in Hot Springs. We appreciate our friends at Oaklawn.
Your home for Dallas Cowboys football is 103.7 The Buzz. Presented by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. America's team on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. This is SportsCenter. The college football playoff championship is set for 2024. After two thrilling semifinals, Washington will take on Michigan for this year's national championship game. Michigan took out Alabama 27-20 yesterday in the Rose Bowl. Michigan needed a late score to knock things up and send it to overtime, and they were able to stop Alabama after their score to get the 27-20 win. Washington held off Texas 37-31 in the Sugar Bowl. Michael Penix Jr. with an outstanding evening. Those for 400. 30 yards and two touchdowns. Texas had the ball with four chances to score inside the 15-yard line of Washington, but the Huskies were able to hold up and get the win. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. It's Justin Acre for Serta Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Serta Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Serta Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Serta Pro. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll sushi! Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Cater your next event, lunch, or dinner. Get the party started. 80 to 240 pieces of sushi platter. Rock and roll! Rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner. Order at rockandrollsushi.com. Now with five locations in Central Arkansas. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock and Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. You've heard it here on The Buzz several times. Gary Hill MSS Oil. There hasn't been an oil man specialist like this since who shot JR. Well, we figured out who shot JR and he wasn't even shot. He was caught at Splash Car Wash getting an oil change, full detail, and wash. All the Ewings were there. JR, Sue Ellen, Bobby, Pam, Miss Ellie. Get your oil changed the next time you're at Splash and let them know JR, I mean Gary Hill, sent you. Call Gary Hill MSS Oil at 501 200 Tune in each day to Drive Time Sports to hear Trey Biddy talk all things Razorbacks. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. You never know what's going to happen in the zone. The big wing and the tide are going down. Are you ready, Eddie, or not? Let's freaking go. Well, he's not the brightest tool in the shed. Or the sharpest. Let's see what the guys are up to today. See, I told you the tide were going down, Christian. I just wasn't the week that I predicted it. We'll hear from Muss about the victory over the weekend. Get his thoughts on Menefield's performance. We'll hear from Keon himself in a bit as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL now and a little bit later on the show. Clint Sterner is joining us on the Brandon Moving in Storage. We appreciate him flexing around since we missed him on Monday. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Sterner throws, Visit them in Conway today or check out ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown. All right, let's bring him in. What's up, Chief? Happy New Year. How are you? Man, I'm doing I'm doing well, man. I, I got a little Pat McAfee and, uh, you know, the, uh, the college football playoff conversation in one ear, and I got uh, – Baby girl number two screaming at the top of her lungs in the other, brother. It Buddy. is good, man. It is good. It's good times. Did you guys see the clip going around? Went viral this weekend on uh, on the game day set with McAfee. Clint, did you see that? I don't know if Christian saw it. Which one? It, yeah, no doubt. Good point. 
Uh, they were talking about Jalen Milrow, and he, they were talking about how he's got a uh, a little acronym that he likes to use. And yeah, clothing it, line. Yes, Lank. Lank. That's right. Let a naysayer know. And Pat McAfee interrupted uh, Reese when he was telling him what it meant, and he's like, "Oh, is that what that means?" And then, like everybody yeah, look, was, I, was dying. It was a great club. I, I thought it, I thought it was great, man. I mean, I, it, it, it played out great too because the way Reese, you know, it was that solo shot of Reese, and they had the background music going, and every, you know, he was fixing to tell this heartfelt story, and he was drawing everybody in, and all of a sudden, let a naysayer know comes out of his mouth, and, and McAfee just couldn't help himself, right? I mean, McAfee, McAfee's like, wait, 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 that, that's what that that stands for, <laughs> and then the best part, and. and and, and maybe it's because I know Joey and, and, and Galloway's one of my good buddies. Yeah. But it, it's hard to get Joey Galloway to a laughing point where he's almost crying. Yeah. And, and Joey was having to wipe his eyes because he was, he was laughing so damn hard. Yeah, so, him and Desmond um, yeah, were both. That, that was a classic, man, a yeah. classic. You guys should look that, look that up if you missed it. Uh, I didn't think it would translate as well on, on radio, but it was funny as hell on TV. So I encourage you to go look for that for sure. All right, um... Let me ask you real quick about KJ, and then I want to talk about the games last night and what your expectations are for next week, although we'll get you on again before that, so I guess we can hold that last part. But KJ to UCF, good fit, you think, for, for him and for Gus? Yeah, look, I, I think I think it was, it's a great fit for him. I, I think all parties benefit here. I think it was time for for KJ to move on from Arkansas. Um, you know, I, I think it was it was in his best interest to find a, a – offensive scheme that fit his strengths and not be trying to develop parts of his game and all that. Like you fell off of the NFL radar. He's got to get back on it. He's got to, he's got to go play well, get back in the spotlight, get back the hype back rolling around him. And then you look at Gus Malzahn. Malzahn's done really, really good work with quarterbacks that have the skill set that, uh, that KJ has. And, and, and he won it all uh, and won a lot of football games and had a hellacious offense with a quarterback that you can argue is, is KJ is most similar to um, in, in the college game, and that's Cam Newton. And so mm. um, when you look at skill sets, when you look at how a guy has to be used, when you look at the circumstances around KJ Jefferson, the circumstances around the University of Arkansas, um, I mean, it, it's just – I think it's a win for all three parties, and, and I don't think it could have worked out any, any better. UCF is now in the Big 12. They were middle of the pack this year. K.J. Jefferson is going to entice players to come back. There's already been one of their lead receivers is coming back. Um, you know, they're going to be a problem in the Big 12. I, I'm not going to say they're going to finish at the top, but they are going to be a problem for the top of the Big 12 in terms of not wanting to see them on their schedule. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm excited for Gus. I'm excited for Gus, for, for K.J. And, and, look, I, I'm excited for Arkansas and what mm-hmm. Bobby Petrino and, and, and Sam can do. Uh, kind of change, turning the page there at the quarterback position. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about what happened last night and Alabama first, because I think that's what most of our fans were focused on, our listeners are focused on, and Alabama coming up a little bit short. And both these games obviously were great, which, again, for most of us, Clint, I think that's all you could have asked for. Yeah, I mean, tremendous games again this year. Last year they were both high-scoring and tremendous games. I mean, you, you look at, at, at the, the Alabama game, actually, it, it, it worked out with the exception. I thought Alabama would win the game. But the game, the way the game flowed and the way everything worked out, it was identical to what I thought would happen. I thought it would be a heavyweight bout. I thought Alabama, once again, would try to throw the ball too much. And, and the, the only thing that I gave the benefit of the doubt to was I thought Milrose legs were going to be the difference in this game. I, I, I thought his leg, I thought he was going to rush for 150. I thought it was going to be one of those hey, we're calling a bunch of pass plays, but he's scrambling and, and, and bust one for 70 and bust one for 40. And I, I thought that was going to be the way it all unfolded. And, and to be honest with you, nothing surprised me other than the one X factor that I thought was going to work in, in Alabama's favor. Michigan absolutely took it, spun it 180, and it worked in their favor. It worked against Alabama. They were able to stack them, get behind the chain, never allow Jalen Milrow to get going and get going downhill. Um, really, from start to finish, he, he hit a couple of 15, 20-yard runs. But, um, you know, that X factor was completely eliminated from the game throughout, including the last play of the game. And so, um, hats off to Michigan, man. Out coach Saban, J.J. McCarthy, um, you, you know, you, you talk about, I know the season probably wasn't as as statistically driven and as high field as, as J.J. McCarthy wanted it to be or as any of us expected it to be around J.J. McCarthy. 
But, boy, you talk about big throws in big moments and getting his offense rolling at the right time late in that ball game, man. Late in the fourth quarter and overtime, the kid was special. Harbaugh was special. And ultimately, I think the best team won uh, after it was all said and done. I agree with you 100%, and I, I think that's a, that's a great take, and, and I'm glad that you said that. Sharon Moore, I thought, had a very creative game plan. Their numbers weren't sexy, 351 total, but they held Alabama under 300, and to your point, it did kind of go the way we thought. And Milrow, look, I, I was talking to Coach Conk about this earlier. Milrow's not a great thrower. We knew that all through the year. Offensive line was suspect. We knew that all through the year. And a lot of people just sort of mentally washed that away, thinking Nick Saban's got a few weeks to prepare, and it'll be all fine and dandy, and they'll fix that. But I don't. obviously you can't just make them something they're not. Yeah, I mean, look, you're, you're right with Milrow. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't make a change at quarterback next year. Everybody's talking about, oh, give Milrow one more year to develop. I mean, he is he is is just well behind the curve when it comes to passing the football. And I'm talking about processing and physically uh, throwing the football around the field. And, and so it, it would shock me if, if he got to a point next year where Alabama doesn't bring somebody in and I'm talking about a, a big time, whether it's a transfer or a freshman. I don't know what their quarterback room looks like now. Mm-hmm. But I, I would be surprised if they don't find a way to go a different route at the quarterback position because that's just – I mean, you, you unless you're just absolutely elite at the play caller position, at the offensive line position, a quarterback that's, that's severely handcuffed like that is, uh, with the exception of the couple of explosive off-schedule plays, it, it's hard to d- depend on. And, and, you know, I, I think Jalen Hurts did a really good job of it because Jalen Hurts is, is one of the more controlled runners in the game, and they were still running a run, really a quarterback run-friendly system where now Tommy Reese and Jalen Milrow uh, and Alabama, really, it just seems like it's, it's a bad fit all the way around. Yeah. Somehow, some way, they still slipped into the college football playoffs. But it wouldn't surprise me at all, Justin, if, if they didn't make a move at the offensive coordinator position as well as the, the quarterback position by the time we see Alabama take the field next year. Interesting, interesting. Talking to Clint Stern on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai. Let me ask you about the other game, and Penix certainly was brilliant yesterday, and even when things didn't go well, they went pretty well. You know what I mean? Like I was just thinking about a, a, there was a tip ball that was caught by a Michigan receiver. They had the tip ball that ended up in a touchdown for Washington, and you kind of had everything going your way until the end of the game, Clint, they get the bad break with the injury, which stops the clock and gives Texas a chance. And then you also get the penalty on the punt coverage for kick-catch interference. But uh, ultimately, they made one more play than Texas did, and they were able to pull it out. Yeah, how about that, man? I mean, how many people would have would have taken Texas in that first and what was it, first and, and ten? I guess from the twelve or whatever it was, where you you just you got four, you got enough time. I mean, I mean, like. Literally down to the second, enough time <laughs> to run four plays, yeah. and you got one of the best play callers in the game, Sarkeesian. You got look. I don't think Quinn Ewers is as good as people think he is, but but he's got a real the, the anticipation, the processing, the understanding of the game, the ability to keep plays alive. He is a really good one, and then they've got a couple of really, really, really dynamic receivers and tight ends. And so I thought, man, well, I, I really like Sarkeesian in this situation. And then to think, Justin, it ended up. If you go back and watch that, and I hadn't seen all four plays, but I watched them live, and then I, then I, I've seen a couple of highlights. I am shocked that there was no. There, there didn't seem to really be much of an understanding of a. Hey, we got four shots at the end zone. We're at the twelve or fourteen, whatever it was, and here's the four plays we're running. I would expect Sarkeesian and his players to know. Here's the four plays. Mm-hmm. I don't. You don't need to look at the side. You don't need to look at the sideline. Here's the. Everybody knows the formation. You don't even need to call the damn play. Just snap the football. Let guys line up and snap. They know the protection already. They know the formation already. They know the route. Here's what we're trying to get accomplished. We got four shots at it. I, I was. I was surprised that one of the best offensive minds in the game didn't appear to be more prepared, if, for lack of better terms, in that particular moment um, in that ball game. So again, what a, what a football game, though, man. All right, we don't have a lot of time, just a minute or so, but uh, real quick, just want to get your thoughts on the weekend, I guess, or maybe we can keep it specific to the Texans, but it all comes down to this final week in the South, and you guys got to be thrilled down that way. It's a win in your end game for the Colts and the Texans, and then if you get a little help, they get to claim the the uh, division title if Jacksonville falls to the Tennessee. Yeah, man. I mean, let, let's, let's talk about Week 17 real quick. I mean, C.J. Stroud comes out and just adds to his rookie of the year resume, if you will, and, and, and understanding that his team is significantly better than the Titans, understanding that he's coming off a missing two weeks with a concussion, 
and going out there and completing 75% of his passes, staying completely out of harm's way with the exception of one sack where he held the ball too long. And, and really just, I mean, playing the game, I, I've, I've said it multiple times, I'm, I typically check up with this, but he's playing the game in, in a real Tom Brady fashion where, he, where he's taking everything they give him, making the right decision 99% of the time, and he's picking and choosing and very calculated when he takes his shot. And, and he did it this week to stay out of harm's way. And now all of a sudden they got Indy for all the marbles, man. So who would have thought that after, you know, last year, 365 days ago, this Indianapolis game was, I mean, we got to lose this game so we can get the first overall pick. Yeah. It was an absolute, I mean, it was absolute dysfunction in Houston. And then here we are literally a year later, same opponent. And, and the win, by the way, Indianapolis was dysfunctional and a mess as well last year. Both teams are nine wins with the chance to win the division, win 10 games and win the division. What a matchup. We're, we're stoked about it down here in Houston. We feel really good about the, their opportunity as long as CJ's healthy, man. And, it ought to be a hell of a football game. No doubt. All right, we'll talk more about the NFL matchups, the controversy of the Cowboys game, all that on Friday when we get you back on. Appreciate the time, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Y'all be good and go home. All right, that's Clint Sterner. we got to hit a break. Be back in a minute. Eli Craner on the other side. Go flip when you think your man is playing you. Not cheap or petty. You're ready for loving. You're real independent. So you're... The king of Arkansas sports talk, Randy Rainwater for Bet Saracen. There's big news in the mobile sports betting business. Bet Saracen was just named the 15th largest sports book in America. That's because our Kansas like to do business with a winner. Find all your winners on Bet Saracen. Download it today and look for my double R prop bet specials. I pick them, you win them. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app. Gambling problem? Call 800 522 4700. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA approved generic of Cialis, in a 20 milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5 milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Jimmy Carter won't appear on any list of the all-time greatest presidents, but he might be the leader for the best post-presidential career. Carter and his wife Rosalind, who died recently at the age of 96, turned their backs on making millions choosing instead to build houses for the poor, contributing to fair elections around the world, quietly advocating for the hurting, for the less fortunate, and for the mentally ill. The Carters lived out their faith in a way that we should all emulate. Are you looking for a great place to work? Go to DoubleBees.com and apply online. We are looking for a few good men and women. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Richard Yeager in Little Rock or Todd Martin or Seth Boyd in Jacksonville. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is hamburger steak for only $7.49 per pound. Paired with mashed potatoes for just $4.49 per pound. The Zone and the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. My nail tech knows how to... It's time for Enlightening Candor with Edgar Award-winning author Eli Craner. Brought to you by the Old Bank in Russellville. 
The Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience in downtown Russellville. Between hand-cut prime steaks, BLTs, or their signature lump crab cakes, the Old Bank has something for everyone. Call for a reservation, 479-219-5181. You go for a lump crab cake right now. Happy New Year, Eli Craner. How are you? Happy New Year, guys. All good. We took the Craner crew, four and seven-year-old from Winter Park, Colorado, all the way back to Russellville, Arkansas yesterday. It was like 15 road hours on the New Year. Oh, uh, so glad to be home. You are a brave man. Did we ski? Did we <laughs> did we snowmobile? Did we sled? What were we doing? Man, we were we were skiing, and uh, four year olds first time, um, seven year olds second time, and they both could go. Man, both could make it till about noon. Okay, then had a little lunch, and and grandparents took them back for naps, and and me and the wife, he got to got to stay out till till the till the lift closed down. So it was it was a great week. Oh, you went you burned it all the way through. I can't ever do that. That's impressive. What? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> how how hard do you go? You you a black guy? You double diamond? You a, you going moguls? We messed up. We messed. The snow was pretty thin, and uh, we messed up and got up on one black. And I mean, I'm as able to make it down. I married into the ski family, mm-hmm. you know. So like, I yep. had it, and so I was able to make it down. Um, but man, I, I stay blue. You know, blue yeah. green with the kiddos. I stay blue. Yep. Uh, just, just like the slide. Yeah, that's my thing. Like the U.S. ski team's not coming out recruiting people like us. I mean, who are we trying to impress? I mean, what are we doing? I'm just no. trying not to get hurt. Yeah, just trying to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah that's all. Uh, did you get a chance to read anything while you're out? Yeah, man, I've been reading all sorts of stuff. Uh, I did not, however, get to watch any of the games. What? I was listening, you know, on because we were on the road uh, yesterday's game. Yeah, so I had to miss both both games, but I heard they were bangers. They were great games. They so. really were. You have a preference of the yeah. championship game? Um, maybe Michigan. I I don't know. I really don't. But I say Michigan. My literary agent got a child, a, a daughter that's at Michigan. So he's a big Michigan fan. I've been working on this college football book, and he keeps he keeps sending me articles, you know, about all the crazy Michigan stuff this year. So. Yeah. Uh oh, lost Eli. Come back. We'll get him back on in a second. Uh, while you're working on that, let me get some live fan p- feedback here from our friends at the Gangster Museum. I uh, mentioned Sam Elajabutu earlier since Arkansas has lost all their linebackers. He says, I haven't heard that name in a while. Makes sense, though, Acre. You short guys have to stick together. Hilarious. It's true, though. He's a short guy. Great player, though. Uh, how about Blake Corm? 5'8". Bad man. Eli, you missed it. Blake Corm yesterday, running back from Michigan, set a new rushing mark for them. Dude's 5'8", and he he scored the uh, winning touchdown for uh, Michigan in overtime. It was. It was a great game. I hate that you missed it because you were on the road, but it happened. It yeah, was good I'm, I'm going to pick it back up. Yeah, I'm going to pick him back up, watch him, watch him here. What I like um, it. Yeah, but a book. You want a book? Do we yeah. got time for a book? We got time, babe. We got a bad connection, and we got time. Eli. It's on his end, I think. Hey, I'm back. Yeah, you're kind of breaking up on us. Ah, oh, man. Can you hear me now? Are you still in Colorado? No, you're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> you got time for a book, Justin? Yeah, we got to, we got about five minutes. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. Well, the one I'm going to do is called Honey Baby Mine. Okay. It's by Laura Dern and Diane Ladd. Really? You heard of this? Yes. Yes? No, I haven't. I, I, I know Diane Ladd and I know <laughs> Laura Dern. I didn't know they wrote a book together. Yeah, man, it's the sweetest thing. So the Arkansas Cinema Society back probably like early summer, um, maybe no, maybe it was spring, they had they hosted Laura Dern and Diane Ladd, um, much thanks to my good friend Jamie Lemons, uh, brought them in, and they were pushing, they were doing like their book. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's no good. Try them again. Honey, baby, mine. That's the book. Um, let's see. Joe says, wasn't the Orange a one-off? It's been the only blowout, and Florida State was the only team that had that many opt-outs. Bo Nix is a projected top two-round pick played, and most played. We make how things used to be about the bowls so nostalgic as if they were perfect, but I'm not sure the typical bowl is that much different now. Might be right. 
Uh, Dale says he's worried about the defense for Arkansas. We lost all three linebackers, and that's not easy to just replace. But they did just replace, you know, the majority, right, this year. They brought in Greer, and they brought in uh, – who's the other transfer they brought in? Jaheim Thomas. Jaheim Thomas, thank you. And you already had, obviously, your, your best returning linebacker back. But you're right, it is a lot to replace, there's no question. Um, 24 SEC conference setup. Can you guys explain the new conference with Texas and Oklahoma joining? Still East and West, four divisions. There's no divisions from what we've been told. It's just going to be all in. Top two teams will play for the championship, which I'm fine with either way. That's it. Try to get Eli one more time. I want to hear more about this book, Honey Baby Mine. Also, we we get him on a hard line. Hang up. What do you say? Went straight to voicemail. So okay, that's fine. Um, we're going to talk a little NFL next hour, and we are going to have entertainment birthdays also. Our uh, question of the day, are you happy with Michigan Washington, the Michigan-Washington matchup we're getting? Um, 69, nice. Percent of voters say yes. I'm in there. I think this is the matchup I wanted. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I would have been fine with that. Honestly, you know, I definitely wanted Michigan to beat Alabama. I didn't care as much in the other game. I would have been happy to root against Texas one more time around this year. It would have been fine, but um, I think it is a, a good matchup potentially. And Penix is playing great, so we'll see if he can continue it. Um, this person says, get y'all's damn phone line fixed this year. We really don't have any issues with the phone line. I hear about it on other no, shows. I mean, we, we, just, we had just had Clint Coach on for Z 25 and minutes yeah. and, and Coach Z on, and you know sometimes... Sometimes it's maybe not on our end. Eli, what's up? We going to try this again? Yeah, man. I don't know. I was down in my office. It's in the basement. Sometimes it's out. Am I coming through? You sound great now. It's as though you're in the sound, studio. All right. Sounding clear. Yeah, that book. Honey, Honey Baby, Baby Mine. Mine. Yep. They came to Little Rock, Lord Darren and Diane Ladd. And my wife and I went. And, man, it was just this great talk. Diane Ladd, Ladd had gotten sick. This was like the origin of the book. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, it was something to do with their lungs, so the doctor prescribed, like, daily walks. And so she and Laura Dern would, would take these big, long walks. You know, Laura Dern's her daughter, and, and they would just talk. And the whole point, the book is basically like, like they've, they've recorded these conversations. Um, and I don't know. My, it, I give up. Well, we'll try something else next hour, like no phone calls. How about that? But you can join us at 661-1037. We've had phone calls on just fine all day. Tell Eli. Bad connection. Honey, baby, mine. Check it out. We didn't get a very good description because he kept breaking up, but we'll we'll certainly check it out, and we appreciate Eli and his great sponsor up in Russellville. Go by and uh, visit them when you get a chance. I like the uh, his open at the old bank in Russellville. You can get steaks, and you can get like BLT. So they got a little bit of everything for you up there. So, all right. Uh, it's 11.58. We are going to hit a timeout. Top of the hour is coming up next. And we got plenty to get to in the final hour. Haven't touched on the playoff scenarios in the NFL playoffs. We'll do that coming up. Duck season is here. $50 off any Beretta A400 Extreme Plus, 12 or 20 gauge shotgun. And a mail-in rebate for $150. Or get 50 off any Beretta A300 Shotgun, 12 or 20 gauge. And a mail-in rebate for $75. For Thompson's in Sherwood. <laughs> Once again this year, the Buzz is proud to bring you college football talk with Mark May every Thursday morning on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you